Hey, church, how y'all doing today? You doing good? Come on, in case you haven't noticed, uh, here at Bridge City Church, and here we are in Murraysville, we love Jesus. Come on, I thought I expected a little more. <laughs> we love Jesus. And we love to be together worshiping him. Amen? Come on, let's give God a great big hand. I'm so excited. If I haven't uh, had the opportunity to introduce myself, my name is Rick Paladin, lead pastor here at this great, awesome church, and God's doing some really cool things. Here we are in the book of Acts. Um, we're in the middle of a, a series. We're looking at this whole book, which is uh, 28 chapters long, and uh, we're just taking some pictures throughout and seeing what God did through the power of his Holy Spirit. Acts 17, 6, those who have turned their world upside down. How would you like that to be said in, in 20-some in 20 years from now? People look back and said, I remember the beer church. Because that's what everybody calls us. You still, I, I, no matter where, who I'm with, I just say, they say, what church? Bridge City Church in Murraysville. And I say, oh, yeah, the beer church. Everybody says that. So, yeah, and if they said, oh, yeah, those people that met next to Beer Warehouse, that, that church, I remember they turned their world upside down. How many of y'all would like that to be said of you? I mean, I'm, I'm, I, that's what I want to be said, you know, but I really believe it with all my heart, if that's going to be said about us, we're going to need strong relationships. We're going to need to be strong relationally. What part does relationships, true unity and fellowship play in, in, in the role of the Holy Spirit work in our, in our lives, in our church, and in our community, and in our city, in our country? And that's really what we're uncovering today. You know, this year, we are celebrating 40 years as a church. And uh, I'm really excited about that. Come on, that should... I'm really excited because we've had one doctrine, we've had one vision, we've had one direction that from the very beginning. I'm serious. There's, just, there's a common thread through here. And I'm just so thankful that I've been a, a part of this. Pastor Keith Tusi, who preached here a couple weeks ago, um, I listened to his message. It was just so, so good. Loved every second of it. Um, he's our founding pastor. And we've had the opportunity to relate together for 40 years. Now, that means we've had the opportunity to agitate one another for 40 years. Have any of you been in a relationship like that? How many of you are married? Come on, somebody. Like, yeah. Okay, no, I mean, that, that's an opportunity. I said an opportunity to be agitated, but we have disagreed. We have, we have worked through it. We have had disagreements about the way things could be done, should be done, might be done, but we've worked through it. And we've had an open, like vulnerable, transparent, and committed relationship. See, I believe that the Holy Spirit works through vulnerable, transparent, and committed relationships. Amen. I believe that with all my heart. Now, make no mistake about it. I am going to do everything in my power in the next 45 minutes to three days <laughs> to get you to sign up for a small group this semester. I mean, I'm going to do everything I can. I mean, everything in my power I'm going to do. So I'm just letting you know up front, this is where we're going. Because I know the power of relationship. Um, th this morning, I was, I, I'll be honest, I was, I was praying, I'm, I'm preparing to, to be with you, and, 
and I just had some things I was just dealing with in my own heart this morning. And I am so thankful that I was able to, to, to talk with somebody. And I said, look, I just need to confess some things. This is where I am. But I don't want to stay here. See, it wasn't, it wasn't a gripe fest. I said, I did. I just did this this morning. I said, this is where I am. I need you to you know, pray with me, help me through it, because I don't want to stay where I am. Because if I stay where I am, it's going to affect everybody here. Not just because I'm up front here. It's because I'm here here. And we can't allow little things to deteriorate and hinder us from becoming what God wants us to become. Are you with me? And we need a church to do that with. Well, that's what we desperately need. And in this time of isolation, in this time of loneliness at an all-time high, we need one another. So we're going we're gonna to launch out of Acts chapter 2, and then we're going to get to Acts 20. And it's going to be good. Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to get good. Look at him again and say, it's already good. Come on, there we go. Yeah. See, so I'm thankful for the relationships in my life. That I've just said, look, look, this, this, we're committed. We're, we don't use a term in our culture and society much anymore, the, the term covenant. But covenant's a strong word. Marriage is considered a Covenant. That's a strong, strong word. And, and, and I'm, I, I, I may be getting a little older, and don't say amen. amen. Amen, thank you. I'm happy about it. But I, I, think, I think we need to stir up a little bit of covenant again. Because Jesus created a new covenant for me. And that never gets old. Right? Y'all with me? Yeah, so here's a couple big ideas. The church was birthed in the ministering, worshiping power of the Holy Spirit. Our church was birthed with this, and if it was birthed with that, it's going to be completed with that. Presets to an empowered life are, are a prayer life, unity and fellowship, obedience to God's word will equal a sanctified common sense. So today we're going to focus on what is this unity and true fellowship? What does this really mean in our lives, and how does it help us maintain a sanctified common sense, and how can it help us experience the power of the Holy Spirit? How many of y'all would like to experience the power of the Holy Spirit? How many are, you're not even quite sure what it is, but you want it? That's okay. You're in the right place. I'm serious. You're in the right place. We don't have it all figured out. Somebody say glory. So here we are in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. The Holy Spirit shows up earlier in Acts chapter 2 in a big way. And so immediately, this is what they did. So all the people, 3,000 people responded to the gospel. And all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to, and to, and to communion and, and to meals together and, and to prayer. In a deep sense of awe. A deep sense of awe came upon them, and there was many miraculous things done. Amen. Yeah. Devoted literally means, that means like we're totally, absolutely committed in this thing called devoted. It's staying in a fixed direction. It's intense effort. It means to endure even through difficulty. We are going to endure. Do you know out of all the organizations that have functioned in all the course of history, do you know one that's still consistent? And it's the church. Now, I want you to track this. For over 2,000 years, the church has 
still going. The message never gets old. And so we got to devote ourselves, and so we're going to devote ourselves to the same thing they devoted themselves to prayer, to unity and fellowship. We did communion today, and we're going to continue to devote ourselves to the Word of God. Amen. Pretty good? That's what we're going to do. That's what we do. We, we devote ourselves to these things. But this word fellowship is so, so important. It's a fancy Greek word. And it's sharing, it's unity, it's close proximity. Like you can't have fellowship far apart from people. Like Zoom calls are good, but it ain't the same. Am I, am I right? How many of y'all been Zoomed out? Yeah. Like Zoom's good when you can't get there, but, but we need one another. And it's a unity brought, by by the, brought about by the Holy Spirit that cements us, cements us to God and to one another. Do you know what the Holy Spirit wants to do with you today? He wants to cement you to God and to, one, to, to his one another's. That, that's what God wants to do. So he's going to use us to bring that about. That's what we need to be a part of. That's what we're going to continue to be a part of. And so verse 44, and all the believers met together in one place. They shared everything they had. They worshiped together at the temple and in homes. They did it corporately, and then they worshiped in what I'm going to call a small group, in a home. Listen, when we do groups, it's not an add-on. It's not a program. It's who we are. We're a church made up of small groups. And then we all make up the Murraysville campus, and then all the campuses make up the church, and the church is a part of something bigger in the city. We are not an end unto ourselves. And so we need both of those. But the sad thing is, 30%, 30% of the people that participated in Jesus' church before COVID, are no longer involved anymore. How did that happen? How did 30%, like they were involved, literally the statistics are crazy, but they're no longer involved at all. But what we need is we need one another. Listen, I am so excited. I just learned of this two weeks ago. In July, there's going to be a prayer meeting at Heinz Field. And it's not for Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Although, I, we don't pray for him, we should. He has a great opportunity to do great things for Jesus right now. But there's going to be a prayer meeting. And I'm like marking it down. I, I want to get there. Who else wants to get there? I mean, I, I want to, really? I want to go. I, I do. Because I want to be a part of something bigger than me. That's something only God could get the glory for. Are you with me? That's the hunger I have in my heart. So here's another big idea for you here. The Holy Spirit works through unity and fellowship. The Holy Spirit works through this unity and fellowship. And it's the breeding ground for power and presence of the Holy Spirit, which brings spiritual transformation. This is why the devil hates unity and fellowship. Because it's a means to bring about the power and presence of Jesus in spiritual transformation. 
spiritual transformation. That's what I long for. That's what I want to be a part of. This morning, I was a part of receiving spiritual transformation when somebody helped me beyond myself, beyond my own thoughts, beyond my mind, beyond my own hurt, and got me thinking about something greater. His name is Jesus. Are you with me? See, that's what we need in our lives. Are you with me? I need that. I need that desperately in my life and on my life here. And so all through the book of Acts, all through the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit shows up, brings unity, and then unity brings more of the Holy Spirit and transformation, which brings more unity, which brings more Holy Spirit. This is the pattern. I could show you over and over. Acts 4, Acts 6, I mean Acts 8. I could, I could walk you through, so that's the big idea. But these are the two things happen. When, when unity and fellowship happen, you can count on two things Great, that, that follow great unity in the Holy Spirit. Number one is persecution. <laughs> I'm still waiting for a conference on that. Do you know what Jesus' church was created for? Rough times. Because actually, the rougher the times, the greater Jesus' church is. People ask me all the time, how come God does such great things in Africa and China and all these other places? Because they're desperate for God. Because it's like either him or nothing. I'm being honest. But all through the book of Acts, listed all the chapters for you, persecution from the outside. But the other thing that comes when, when, when great power and unity, problems from the inside. I don't sweat persecution. I don't sweat Hollywood, all the craziness, no matter what agenda's out there. I don't, I don't sweat any of that because Jesus' power got that. You, you with me? I'll tell you where, what's caused the most crying out to God. It's the problems from the inside. I'm being honest with you. Over you know, 30 years as a pastor, 40 years here, I'm telling you, problems from the inside, that, those little things that can come up to divide and conquer and get us all wrapped up into ourselves. Are you with me? See, these are the things that we need to be careful of. But I want to tell you this. See, I've come to a, a, a revelation. I don't need you to go to heaven. And you don't need me or anybody else here to go to heaven. Matter of fact, the blood of Jesus can get you. That's the only way into heaven. Matter of fact, I can't get you into heaven. It's a personal saving faith. But to become a Christian, we need each other. We got to set our sights higher than I hope to get to heaven to I want to live a Christian life here and now. And to be a Christian, it requires a church. It requires a people that are cemented together. Persecution, problems, and all the rest. We is together. See, that's covenant. So I want to fast forward 25 plus years from Acts 2 to Acts 20. Roughly 20... 25 years, somewhere in there, 25, 26, 27 years, there's the Apostle Paul, he's on a boat, he's trying to get to Jerusalem, but he previously, in Acts 19, spent two years teaching at a place called Ephesus, 
And so he's in a boat, and he says, hey, we need to stop off in this place. I want to visit with some of the leaders from Ephesus, and I want to look at the depth of relationship that the Apostle Paul had. And I believe that God wants to restore to us in, in, in 2022. I, wa- I believe he wants to restore something. And remember, when you say, when you open yourself up to love people, what you're really opening yourself up for is an opportunity to be hurt. Not if you're hurt, but when you're hurt. Not if there's trials, but when there's trials. Are you with me? Like marriage, like not if we have a problem, when we have a problem. I'm not, that's not, that's not confessing death. That's just real life. So the Apostle Paul here, he lands at this place in in verse 17. And when we landed at Miletus, he sent a message to the elders of the church at Ephesus, requesting for them to come meet him. Now you have to realize, now it was somewhere around two to three days travel. Somewhere around there, depending on how fast you travel. So he sent somebody there. And then they had to pack up, and then they had to go. They had to get there. So Paul was waiting. He definitely was waiting at least four days. That you, that, he was waiting that long. Right? I want to be a part of relationships that are so strong and connected so much that we would travel days to see one another. That would be like if, uh, if, I, were to, if I were to, in a boat, and I landed at Key West. <laughs> yeah. Let's just pause for a moment. And I sent, I sent somebody here, and I said, hey, meet me. I want to I wanna, I wanna meet with you. You, you wouldn't say, really? Because that would be about equal. You'd have to pack the car. You'd have to get ready. And in our day and age, it would take you at least two days to drive there. I mean, you could... You could but it would take you at least that long, right? That's really what the the distance is here. Now, most of us would be like, can't we Zoom? (laughs) I mean, a Zoom's good. I don't like it, but it's a lot better than traveling to Key West. I don't even like Key West. There's devils there. No, no, seriously, this is what he's, this is the real life he's talking here. He's like, would you get in your car and pack it and, go, and get ready to go somewhere that far away because we value one another to that degree. Like, our groups are coming up, and you don't have to travel two days to get there. You see what I'm doing? Yeah. And, 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 but you gotta get there. I don't know, it might snow. We live in Pittsburgh. And it snows. But it doesn't snow year round. Are you with me? So you gotta get in your car and go. But we should have relationships so much that relationships that I want to pour into, I want to pour into others, and I need others to pour into me. And that's a fancy way to say, sometimes I need help, and sometimes other people need help. That's a fancy Christianese way to say that. Okay? But we need one another to do that. And we need 
Holy Spirit honoring relationships. This is a, Acts chapter 20 is an illustration of Holy Spirit unity. So in verse 18, when they arrived, it amazes me that there's not 10 verses of dialogue about the reasons they shouldn't go. There isn't, verse 18 follows 17. And they, 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 they showed up. And Paul declared, you know from the day I set foot in the province of Asia until now, I've done the Lord's work humbly and with many tears. I've endured the trials that come from the plots of the Jews. Trials, tempting and test. How many of you all know that life has temptations and it has tests? Temptations are trying to get me to do negative. Tests are producing something positive. And so trials will come. But when Paul says, I, I, I've been with you, he, he really what this means is, you've seen the way I live. Right. Do you know what we need? We need to see the way one another live. Right. And, and we, that, we need to be able to do life with somebody that when a trial comes, you know how I live. You know how I've persisted. You know how I've persevered. You know how we have devoted. Because we need people like that in our lives. And so Paul said, you've seen me. You know how I live. You know how I do all this, these things through tribulations. Not if, when. In verse 20, Acts 20, 20, I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, either publicly or in your homes. Did you follow it again? There's corporate, and then there's small group in homes or or or. Today's modern small group deal, like at a coffee shop or at Panera, or we meet here. Like, but it's a small group. Are you with me? And so I, but I don't hold back here and here. And if you only have one of those, you're missing out. Because he's talking to elders, he's talking to leaders, he's talking to the government about the way to construct and structure the church so that everybody's needs get met and everybody can experience the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the why right here. It's a pattern. It's a template here. This is what we do. We, we don't shrink back from communicating to one another. It's a group of friends. Sometimes the group needs me. Sometimes I need the group. It's a group where you, you share the last 10%. This is what the last 10% is. The last 10% is you get, have you ever gotten a conversation with somebody and there's something you really wanted to say, but you get to that last 10% and you hold back because that's that awkward time? Has that ever happened to you this morning? The last 10% is the growth part. The last 10% isn't slamming the door and I told you so. That's not the last 10%. That's called a temper tantrum. I, uh, I just, you know, some people just have to have the last word. That's not the last 10%. It's the I believe in you enough to tell you this. I'm so thankful somebody believed in me enough to tell me what I needed to hear this morning. I readjusted my helmet of salvation. 
I readjusted a mindset and said, I'm going to go worship Jesus today. I need that. Sometimes I need to help others. Sometimes others help me. But I desperately need that. I'm not afraid to say it. I've, I, listen, I, I don't know where I'd be without the vulnerable, transparent, committed relationships I've had over the years. I don't know where I'd be. I, I don't even want to think about it. But if you're not asking for the last 10%, you're not getting it. And we need a place where we can communicate truth in such a way that brings life and health. And I love you enough to say this. See, the Holy Spirit places us into fellowship, which increases the Holy Spirit anointing. Fellowship brings the power and presence of Jesus the presence of the Holy Spirit that produces dramatic spiritual transformations. Do you know what one of the problems is? Is many people who call themselves Christians are living below the spiritual poverty line. Self-induced because they're isolated, because they've cut off from the life-giving power of the Holy Spirit. I, I believe in you and I love you too much to leave you there. And that's why I'm doing everything in my power to get you to move beyond you and into a group this term. I'm gonna do everything I can. Verse 27, for I didn't shrink back from declaring all that God wants you to know. Paul spent two years. I, listen, we gotta get together and, and we, when we talk about God's word, that's what Paul did. He got together. And the, the word of God is where life is. Do y'all realize that? The word of God does. I'm not talking about cool, clever, cute. I'm talking about full of the Holy Ghost word. This is what the word says. That's what I'm committed to here. So he's speaking to, so he, Paul goes on here in, in verse 28. And he says, so guard yourselves and God's people. Mm. Feed and shepherd God's flock, his church, purchased with his own blood. Don't ever say that you go to Pastor Rick's church. His church was long, around a lot longer than me. You could say that we go together. We attend corporate gatherings together, right? This is Jesus' church, and he purchased it with his own blood. May we never forget that he purchased it. It belongs to him. It's not mine. I'm just a steward that he's given me to do some things. I want to be found faithful. over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as leaders. I know that false teachers like vicious wolves will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. You know, we were, I, this wasn't part of my notes, but I'm just, I'm going to go for it. Um, around the, the auditorium where we are here, there's all these posters and um, they have different people's names on them and different groups. And um, as we were praying, as I was praying this morning and then worshiping here, which was the worship time was fire. I mean, that was just, it was like, 
I literally, I'm worshiping Jesus up here, and I'm like, God, are you sure you want me to get up and talk? Because I might mess it up. I'm sure these, these are the conversations I had, like, because we can keep going. And I did. I just said, God, if you want me to get up and share my word, I will, but we can keep going. I'm just, I'm, I'm good either way. And I did. I felt like God said, ah, go ahead. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Sometimes God's like, ah, yeah. But as we were praying, there was these signs, and God gave me a picture. And um, if your name is on one of the, the leaders right now, I want you to go stand by your by your poster right now. If one of the leaders, because God gave me a picture, and I, I, would, I just, I feel like I have to do this. Now, these people have all met the qualifications of a, uh, of a deacon. If you weren't here last week, you need to go back and, and catch that, because they meet, all of them meet the requirements. That one's empty. Natalie and I are back there at that one. <laughs> um, this is the picture God gave me about this verse. Guard, like a sentinel, like a... These people right now, I'm commissioning. I'm commissioning every leader right now to guard what God's doing. I'm commissioning you right now, just as the elders are commissioned and the pastors were commissioned, now I'm commissioning you to be guards, to stand the test of time, no matter if you're doing a study on what we cover on Sunday morning or the, the, the book of Daniel or the Ten Commandments or whatever else is in between, I command you this day to take your place on the wall. Now, I've never, I'm, I've never been in the military, never pretended like I was. But I do know this, the perimeter is real important. I know that much. I felt like God was saying, I'm going I'm to give you a perimeter. I'm setting people in place in a perimeter so that they can guard what God's doing because there's problems from the outside and there's, there's persecution from the out and problems from within. But these people are standing guard. Just like I stand guard, not only up front, but I stand my place in the wall. That's my, my place in the wall. And so I charge you this day, and I commission you this day to lead in such a way that brings honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. These people, have their lives have been examined. Their lives have been put to the test. They are absolutely, totally committed, 100%. And if we want to expect more of God, we need to expect more from this unity. Now, I'm going to ask you just to stay there. I'm, just, I'm going to keep going. Verse 32, way down to 32. <laughs> now I entrust you to God in the message of his grace that is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance with all those he has set apart from himself. The, the neat thing about God's inheritance, it's not for you as an individual. It's for us as a people. And I have watched for decades people try to get God's inheritance for themselves, 
but forfeit what God does in a people, even in the context of that verse, a people who he has set apart for himself. So the perimeter that protects us, the perimeter that gives us the promises of God, this isn't about keeping you in line. This is about the promises of God and the inheritance of God for your lives. That's why even our students from 6th to 12th grade are in small groups. That's why we do it that way. Verse 36, when he had finished speaking, he knelt down and prayed with them, and they cried and embraced him. That, I, on May 14th, when groups are done this semester, I hope that you're all crying. I mean, I just want to keep meeting together. I hope you're snotting over one another. I just hope you're like, I just want to meet. Guys are like, I'm not going to go to that group. And guys go, yeah, it was good. (laughs) Same thing. But this is what our group should produce, such a relationship that when we're done, we kneel down and we embrace one another and we cry together and we laugh together and we work together and, and, and we challenge one another because without that, I'm not gonna get my inheritance. So let me ask you a question. And this is really the question that I'm asking many of us here. I'm asking the question this. What, what will it take or what does it take to get you to break covenant with people? Now, when we do marriages, we stand up in front of people and we publicly declare our covenant. And then there's certain words that we don't use. Like divorce, I'm leaving. I've had it, I'm out. We don't say those things. Because if you allow yourself to say those things, you're gonna give yourself an out. But in Our relationships, if we allow ourselves an out, we'll take it. Do you know why I've been able to be in relationship with the men and the women I've had for decades? Because I've never allowed myself a way out. Other than if they start confessing there's another way to heaven, or God's not really God, or they, they come up with some other jacked up, screwed up thing. Then I said, I I can't do that. But I've made that decision. And I believe that's one of the things God does so that the Holy Spirit has a place to work, just like he did in the book of Acts. So here we go. Just stay standing here. You're up. You're good. (laughs) If I have to stand, you do too. (laughs) Just messing with you. Um, I'm just going to close up by a couple verses in Ephesians. Mm. You should read all of Ephesians 4. Write that down. You want to read it. It's all about unity, front to back. Here it is. Don't use foul or abusive language. Do you know what that word foul means? That doesn't mean you use bad words. You know what that means? That means rotten fruit and spoiled meat. Recently, I pulled something out of the back. At first, I forgot. We didn't know it was there. And, and I said, I wonder if this is still good. <laughs> Have you ever done that? 
And I, I cut that chicken open, and I said, this is not good. I mean, my eyes are watering. It wasn't like just throw it in the garbage. It was like, take it out. So this isn't talking about like using bad words. This is really talking about sometimes our language is just rotten. Sometimes our speech is just has rotten fruit to it. It smells bad. So what the apostle Paul is saying, put it away. Put it far from you. Let everything you say be good and helpful. Wouldn't that be a good place to go? And, and let it be an encouragement. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Sorrow. Do you know that we grieve the Holy Spirit? We grieve the Holy Spirit. No, you got to catch this. A deep grief, an intense pain, a sadness comes when we, when we, when we have rotten fruit and, and spoiled meat coming out of our mouths. There's no amount of lifesavers to help you with that. Are you there? And then it goes on. Look at this next couple of verses here in um, verse 31. Thanks. Um, Get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger and harsh words and slander as each of you with all your evil behavior. Instead, be, be, be kind to one another. This could revolutionize the work of the Holy Spirit. Be kind to one another. Be tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Why was Paul saying this? Because you're going to have the opportunity not to. But if we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit, we're going to have to protect what God's doing. Are you understanding this morning the importance of relationships? How many of y'all plan on, plan on get, get going to a group? Now, if, you, if you're going to go to a group, we're going to give you popcorn today. Who wants some butter popcorn? Here, there you go. Who wants some cheesy popcorn? Who wants their fingers all? I know how to be a hero. How about some caramel? Oh, I missed. It was intercepted. Everybody gets popcorn today. You get popcorn and you get popcorn, yeah. As a way to celebrate what God's gonna do. And so no matter if you're a buttery popcorn person, a cheesy popcorn or a caramel popcorn, we got a group for you, come on. Okay, so this is what we're gonna do right here in this holy moment. I wanna do a couple things. And um, first of all, we're gonna recognize new uh, A, a couple and, and, and another awesome, faithful young woman as leaders in our, our, our uh, student ministry. So they like connection groups, but they lead the whole. And so Jared and Mary, could you guys come up here? And Lindsay, you can come up here with them too. And um, Adam and Marla, they're not here today. They've been doing a great job. And uh, now Jared and Mary are or in charge, and Lindsay's just one of the workers with them and uh, doing a great job. And I just wanted to take a moment and just thank God for a holy moment. What they have said yes to is that they're going to be inconvenienced. What they have said yes to, it's going to cost them money out of their pocket. 
they're going to be taken advantage of. They're going to be uh, going through some rough times, dealing with some really rough stuff. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, I mean, th- I, I wouldn't want to go back and be a teen again right now. I paid my dues. I got to my 50s. I'm good. But I'm just so thankful for people that are willing to support and help parents do what God's called them to do. Because parents got a big job. Raising five kids in this church, my wife and I have always been so thankful for the student ministry. It's not a group. It's not a meeting. It's a ministry. And so in this holy moment, I'm going to pull up everybody in just a second, but I wanted to just recognize these two before you. And also Lindsay helping. And we're going to need some other people to join this team. We're going to get other people. But would you join with me in just praying for them right now in this holy moment? Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord God, for each of them, Lord. God, I ask you right now, Father, by the blood covenant of Jesus Christ, thank you for who they are. Thank you for who they're becoming. Thank you, Lord, for Holy Spirit anointing. We set them in as ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, I pray for an increased anointing on their lives, an increased anointing to see many, many, many young students be on fire for Jesus, live in pure lives, love with the word of God on missions trips and serving you all the days of their life, Lord God. We anoint them and we set them in at this time, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Proud of you guys. Proud of you. Just stay right here. I really am proud of y'all. Jared's taking classes. He's regularly learning. Now I want to introduce the rest of the group's leaders. They're going to come up here. And um, Pastor Eric and, and Rachel, could you guys come up? and uh, leading a freedom group. And uh, Todd Ellis, you'll hold your applause till the very end, and then Todd's gonna do the Ten Commandments. Y'all gonna learn some Ten Commandments, I'm telling you. And uh, Katie and Robbie, uh, this is the screw tape letters. I mean, that's like, that has some depth to it, I'm telling you. Gonna get into the Word of God there. And then uh, Mike and Colleen, um, the, the uh, Daniel Dilemma, they're going to be leading that co-ed group. Uh, Gavin Hassel doing, um, it's a big idea group. That means going off of the Sunday message. And uh, Heather, come on up. She's, uh, you're also in the book of Daniel, right? The book of Daniel. Love it, love it. Alan, big idea, men's group. And uh, Pearl, where you at? Okay, yeah, you're big idea as well. Big idea group. And uh, my wife and I are doing married. She's with the kids right now. And then Donna and Krista, where here you, you are, come on down. And they're doing a, a group on prayer and doing that. Now we have some other people, Jared and Mary, already here with Lindsay. And, but we have Tina, Stavros, and Pam. Um, they do Embrace Grace, which is a great mystery. You guys, come, come on down here. Yeah, bring the baby with you. Are you allowed? I, 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 I said, yeah, the mom. Like, I should bring her with you. Like, don't, don't ask the mom. Just listen to me. Like, that's like, that, like that ever went well. 
hey, did I get everybody? I got everybody right. I, see, I still see some people standing. I'm like, oh, shoot, did I miss some group? Hey, um, I want you to get in one of these groups. And, but before we do, I'm going to pray for them. And when I'm, I hit amen, I want you to stand to your feet, and I want you to just give God all the glory and honor for their lives being set apart. Would you pray with me as I pray for them right now? Church, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for a Holy Spirit anointing on each and every person here. Thank you for that Embrace Grace group, Lord God, for the spiritual work that they're doing, Lord God. God, I thank you for prayer, Lord God, taking a new level in women's lives, in big idea groups, Lord God, and that Daniel's gonna come alive. And Lord God, that, the, that another group of women are gonna see the, the work of the devil and be able to stand up against it and be able to stand strong in the spirit. I thank you for students that love and know God. I thank you for people that walk in freedom, Lord God, in Jesus' name. I thank you for men based on the word of God. I thank you for men like that. I thank you for couples going through study and learning together and being challenged together, Lord God. I thank you for marriages growing as well. I thank you for men, Lord God, they are gonna go deep with the word of God in a great and holy way, Lord God. And I commission each and every one of these men and women to fulfill the call of God on their lives in a supernatural spiritual way in the name of Jesus. Come on, church. Let's give, let's give them and let's give God a great big hand. Okay, you guys can go back to your wall. Get your clipboard and go, stay standing. We're going to be ending up here in just a minute. How many of y'all heard God today? Come on, did you hear God today? Were you encouraged? Listen, this is what we're going to do. In, in just a minute here, I'm going to dismiss you. And you're going to have the opportunity to go to whatever group. If you'd like to talk to them, say, what's your group about? Can you tell me more? You can go and ask them questions. And you can, be, you can be a part of a group and they're gonna ask you information so they can communicate. And then on your way out, you all get popcorn. It, it'll be just enough to get you home, okay? I'm getting me some caramel popcorn. That's what I'm getting. I got, I've been thinking about it all morning. I got it in my head. But there's three kinds back there. You're going to pick that up out to, out to the back. So after you sign up for a group, you're going to, those of you that have children, please don't forget you have children. And please go get them in the name of Jesus, okay? So Heavenly Father, I thank you for this great, great group of people here today. Lord God, thank you, Father, for taking our relationships to a new level Lord God, with spiritual transformation, the power and presence of Jesus, and a Holy Spirit unity that cements us to you and to one another. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I love you all. You're all great. Get to your groups.